הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבתוכנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנה עפר קדוש המשבר ארצמה. ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחנו ובכוח חכמה רבנו נחמן פגה. נא נחנך מנחמן אומן זכותם תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם today we're going to do three lessons to 194, 195 and 196. Top right into it. זכר חסדו ואמונתו זכר חסדו, he remembered his kindness ואמונתו and his faithfulness לבית ישראל for the house of Israel. ראו כל אף שארץ. They saw all the ends of the earth. את ישועת הרכנו. All the ends of the earth saw the salvation of Hashem. אוקיי. Top right into it. העניין הוא כך. The matter is like this. שכל העולמות לא נבראו אלא בשביל ישראל. All the worlds were created only for Yisrael. That for my honor, God says, I created, I formed, and I made it. Meaning, that the worlds of Beria, Yetzirah, and Asiya were only created for my honor. And what is my honor? Reference to Yisrael. Dwell among them. Say on this verse, in Shemot, in the Gemara, it doesn't say, and I will dwell among, amongst it, within the Mishkan, basically, within the, within the tabernacle. No, it says among them. Meaning amongst them. That God basically rests His divine presence within each and every Jew. So we see that each and every Jew has the aspect of Kavod within him. So we're going to see how. He has the aspect of the divine presence within him. We see that each and every Jew is called a Levush, a garment. For he... He encloses the, the divine presence. Ulvush and garment is called kavod. Nikra kavod ki Rabbi Yochanan karalem ane mechabduta. For Rabbi Yochanan called his garment mechabduta, my glorifiers, my honorers. So we see here that a garment, a clothing, is called kavod. And we are clothing for the Shekhinah in a sense. So now we are the aspect of kavod. So, and if we are the aspect of kavod, then the entire world was created just for kavod, which is us. Nimtza we find shikola al-malun yivron ala bishvil Yisrael kedil ashpil lahem ravtuf. So we see that all the worlds were only created for Israel in order so that God could bring down to us His great good. But when we are unable to receive this good because of our sins, God has great anguish. And all their suffering, that God also suffers. But because of the great pure light, of this loving kindness, or the great pure love of God's loving kindness, it's impossible to receive this light the way it is. And we need to contract God's holiness to, to filter the light. Meaning whenever God wants to bring down the shefa of His great abundant good, God needs to speak it. That it should be like this. Meaning God speaks it before it comes down. That with the word of Hashem, the heavens were created. So we see that when God creates anything and brings down any shefa, that God uses His mouth. Or the mouth of God. Obviously God doesn't have a mouth, but it's a symbol. And the letters of these words that God says to bring down the shefa are contractions. 
that is the letter Aleph extends to here. The light, which is the letter Tav, extends all the way up to there. So God combines different letters to, to bring down the Shefa to place that it needs to, what type of Shefa specifically, etc. So the letters are contractions for the type of Shefa that God wants to bring down and how far. But because of our many sins, speech is also an exile. It says, Tell the goyim of God's honor. Speak to the goyim of God's honor. So we see here that uh, the goyim are the ones speaking. Or saperuva goyim, that the that speaking should be done to the goyim. That uh, the goyim have this power of speech. So we see that the telling and the kebodo which is Israel. So we see that both Israel and speech are in Galut by the Goyim. So we see that Dibur, the speech with Israel are both in Galut. That the honor of God um, shall be revealed and all the flesh shall see together that the mouth of Hashem has spoken. Meaning what? When Israel are redeemed, then speech as well shall be with Hashem. Meaning that the mouth of Hashem has spoken, meaning that speech has gone back to God. Each and every person needs to say that it was because of him or that the world was created just for him. Each and every person needs to believe and to say that the world was created for him. And that he's obligated to rectify it. How does one rectify the world? The idea is like this. That a person is, that he sees to elevate all the sparks within every single thing. And those sparks we're talking about are the letters. So we see that a person needs to elevate the letters. And this is how he rectifies. And through those letters, he creates words. And through that, those words, Hashem is able to bring down this influx of great abundant good to Am Yisrael. But how does one elevate these sparks to Hashem? The advice is like this. Rabbi no tells us. When you look at some sort of object, whatever the object is, immediately you should believe with complete faith that within the object you're looking at, there are letters and sparks within that thing. Whether it's a cup, a pen, whatever it could be. From that belief, that you believe that within every single thing that you're looking at, there's letters. With that, you create a zayin. The letter Zion, all his acts are done with faith. <laughs> Meaning what? That when you look at all his acts, you should have emunah, that there's letters within there. What ma'aseu, all his acts? This act, the doing, the acts represent the six days of the week. Meaning God acted during the six days of the week. But faith is the seventh. And what is the seventh? It's the letter Zion. The letter Zion is the numerical value of seven. Emunah is, is the letter Zion. For represents Shabbat Kodesh, the seventh day. And afterwards, when you combine the faith with the sixth day of the week, you combine the Emunah with wisdom. Know the God of your father. 
So we see no, the God of your father. Knowing is the aspect of wisdom. God of your father, he represents faith. They retain their father's practices. This is the aspect of faith. That we believe in God, that he is the, forefo- that he is the God of our forefathers. This is the essence. This is the essential. This faith that we believe that Hashem is the God of our forefathers, that we continue to do that which we're doing. That which our ancestors once did. Sorry, the word da in the phrase in the phrase, that we, we still believe in the God of our forefathers. And da, no, is the aspect of wisdom. That we see da is wisdom and intellect. We see that we know that wisdom is the letter yud. How do we know that wisdom represents the letter Yud? Rashi says in Shemot, Ad Yashir, on the verse that Moshe will then sing, Shach lo ne'emar, ela Yashir. Yud al-Shem ha-chochem, ha So Rashi asks a question over there, why did it say Yashir and didn't say Shach? Meaning, why did it say in the present tense that Moshe will sing and not that he sung at that time? So why did it add the letter Yud to the Shach to create Yashir, to create this future tense? So we see that this Yud, is a reference to wisdom. Sorry, is a reference to thought. So, we have Machshava, which is the Yud. We have the Zayn, which is Emunah. And when you create this Zayn, when you add the Zayn and the Yud together, you create the aspect of the I. Why? Because if you do 7 times 10, Zayn, times Yud, you get the numerical value of 70. 70 is the letter Ayn. Ayn, which means I. Ve'od, and furthermore, Ha'aynu chokhmah, the I is wisdom. Ki Because we know in Bamidbar that the wise men of the community were called the, the eyes of the community. So we see that wisdom connotes the eyes. When a person has an eye like this, an eye like this, meaning the emunah, that when he looks at something, that there's sparks and letters in there. That when you look at something from the world, it's certain that when you have this emunah, this attitude, this eye, this belief, that within every single thing, there's these sparks present, it's certain that all the sparks are elevated. It says, it says in Shemot, you shall make a headplate of pure gold. This is for the Kohen Gadol. Tzitz, Headplate, to look at, to gaze. So you see tzitz, headplate, something that was placed upon the, the around the, the head, the forehead, is um, um, the aspect of gazing. Meaning when it is, when this gazing, this eye, which is tzitz, this eye, is completely pure with emunah and wisdom, as then what happens if you alav What did it say in Shemot over there, the finishing off the verse? After you shall make a head plate of pure gold, and you shall engrave on it the seal inscription. Engrave on it the pitukhechotam, the seal inscription. Meaning that through this eye you're able to open up the sparks that are sealed within every single thing. Every object, and you're able to elevate them in the aspect of Kodesh, in the aspect of Holy Tashem.
Kodesh Lashem, holy to Hashem, as it says in the verse. These sparks are the letters and from the letters um, you have these words and through these words you're able to bring down an influx of great abundant good to Amishel. And when you elevate the sparks of something then that thing becomes nothing, not for the sparks are actually what bring that, that object to life. Or what makes that object alive. So when you take away the sparks, that object becomes nothing. And this is the explanation of the verse. He remembered his loving kindness. To remember is actually from the language of providing. Meaning when a person wants to, um, or when Hashem wants to bring down chesed to Israel, what do we need to do? Then we have to combine emunah his faith to the house of Israel, we have to combine faith to Bet Israel, the house of Israel, which is what? Wisdom. With wisdom you shall build a house. So we see what's the house? Reference to Israel. And what's this aspect here? It's wisdom. How do you build a house? Wisdom. So we see you have to combine Emunah and Chokhmah. When you do such a thing, when you combine Chokhmah and Emunah, all the ends of the earth, the earth will see. Meaning what? Meaning the meaning the physical matter, the materialism of that thing becomes nothing. Why? Because we, you elevated the sparks through that com- combination of wisdom and faith. And what did it say? And meaning the letters Aleph all the way to Taf. Et is the first letter and the last letter. Meaning that you're able to elevate all the sparks from Aleph to Tav, meaning the sparks, and from this you create the salvations of God. Because from the sparks you create words, and through those words, God is able to bring down influx of His abundant good down to His people. This is the salvation of our God. For this is God's delight. An awesome Torah. Top into Torah Tzadih. This Torah comes directly from the manuscript of Rabbeinu. Let's see what it says. When the leaders of the generation and the nation's leaders, the nation's um, rulers, become prideful. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends or brings up people that should cause strife and speak against these leaders. In order to keep them from becoming haughty. We don't appoint a leader over the community unless a bag of worms is hanging behind his back. Meaning, unless what? He has a checkered background. He's flawless. And this is a. Uh, this is going to be a secret explanation. That is brought in the in Etz Chaim, the writings of the Ari. Shar Ari Chanpin in Shar Achin Hamin Perak Yudbet in chapter twelve. Let's see the explanation of all this. Achoraim Dema, the Achoraim of the name of Ma. When you take the name of Ma, which is the numerical value of the name Yudke Vavke, expanded in a way that you spell like this: Yod Vav Daled Hey Aleph Vav Aleph Vav. And then you have He and Aleph. When you add all that together, you get Ma 45. When you 
take that 45 name of Yod Ke Vavke and you or Ma and you what do you call it? You add each letter, meaning so you do like this. You do Yud Vav Dalit and then you do going back to the beginning, Yud Vav Dalit plus Hey Aleph. And then you go all the way back to the beginning and then you go through. You do A plus A B plus A B C plus A B C D basically. So if we spell Yod, Yod if we spell the, the expansion of Yud K Vav K in this way with Yod Vav Dalit, Hey Aleph, Vav Aleph, Vav, and then Hey Aleph with Aleph fillings in between the Vav uh, and the Hey's, then when you take this Achorayim form of Gematria in which you go back to the first uh, letter, the first sequence, then you have Yod Vav Dalit plus Yod Vav Dalit Hey Aleph plus Yod Vav Dalit Hey Aleph and then you have Vav Aleph Vav plus Yod Vav Dalit Hey Aleph Vav Aleph Vav and then you have Hey Aleph and you all, all that together you get the numerical value of 130. Um, so you have Achorayim Ma if you subtract Ma 45 um, from this 130 you get one Nishapeh you get 85. So this is the explanation. Rabbeinu is going to explain what is brought in Ez Chaim in over there, what we just explained into the um, context of our lesson. Meaning through that bag of worms hanging behind his neck. Meaning through this he's able to hold himself to the aspect of nothingness and not, meaning to think of himself as nothing, to truly have no pride. When you remove yourself this aspect of ma, Meaning, what's ma? Ma means what? Nothingness. As we see with Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe said about himself, what are we with regard to him and Aaron? Meaning, the word ma represents humility. So when you remove this aspect of ma from the 130, because you don't hold yourself to be this aspect of ma, to be this true, humble person. Meaning, because he's prideful. Then you have a mouth. Then all that is left is peh, 85. Meaning, when you take 45 ma from the 130, which is achoraim, the backside of ma, what's achoraim of ma? Achoraim is the same backside that we talked about that the bag of worms is hanging from his back. So we see here, when you take out the ma from this person who has a bag of worms hanging behind his back, he's no longer humble anymore. Then you have the numerical value of 85 pe. That meaning that people now have a mouth to speak against this person. Say, Turn around to what's in back of you. And now they ridicule him. Amazing, amazing lesson. A sword on Ez Chaim that Rabbanu teaches us that is awesome. This is the language of Rabbanu up until here was from the manuscript of Rabbanu. Okay, last Torah for today. Torah Tzadivav. Zomem Rasha la Tzadik vechorek alav shinav Adonai Yisraklo ki ra'a ki yavor yom vechule. It says in Tehinim the Rasha plots against the Tzadik and he gnashes his teeth against him at him. But Hashem laughs at him. Hashem laughs at this Rasha because he sees that his day is coming. This is what it says in Tehinim. Hainanu kach the idea is like this. It's very difficult to understand how a foreign thought can come to a tzaddik, or from where does a foreign thought get to a tzaddik? That when a tzaddik wants to pray with great attachment to Hashem, why is it? How is it? From where does this foreign thought come from? 
Don't we say in the Gemara and Yoma that one who wants to come purify himself, we assist him? So if the tzaddik is already constantly trying to purify himself and Hashem should assist him, why is it that he gets foreign thoughts? But the main idea is like this. At the time of the shattering of the vessels, uh, God's sparks descended from all the worlds, fell from all the worlds. But through the tfilot of these righteous tzaddikim, the sparks ascend little by little. Level by level. And when a tzaddik comes to pray and attaches himself to the trait in which he's at, he, which he's at right now, to that level which he's at, so related to that attribute, a foreign thought hits him. Meaning, the foreign thought that is related to that midah hits him. And if he gets to a higher level, the tzaddik, then a foreign thought from that level which he just attained hits him also from that attribute that he's presently at. But, and the tzaddik needs to know from which trait and from which world this foreign thought stems from. And needs to know how to bring that foreign um, thought and how to elevate how to elevate this thought um, to that world and to that attribute which he's in but sometimes the tzaddik wants to elevate it he's not able to the reason is like this that the tzaddik is that sometimes a, a foreign thought from up above from a supernal level befalls the tzaddik that actually this thought is not where the tzaddik is at the level at. Meaning, it's, this thought doesn't come from where the tzaddik's level, where the tzaddik is presently at. But actually comes from a level from even higher than where he's at. Therefore, it's impossible for the tzaddik to elevate it. Because the tzaddik is still at a lower level than this. Therefore, it's impossible for him to elevate it. Because there's still a lower level than with regard to this. Meaning the level that which he's presently at. And he can't elevate the level which is above him. But it's difficult. So, we can now ask, why is it that a foreign thought comes to the tzaddik before his time? Dano, kiesh kabbalah be'adi. Rabbanu says, yesh kabbalah be'adi, I have a tradition. Ki kshiyesh machloket al ezet tzaddik. That whenever there's a, a strife against a certain tzaddik, nofel machshava zara me'en otam machloket al-tzaddik akher. What happens? A foreign thought befalls um, a different tzaddik consistent with that machloket. Because of the fact that he wants to elevate it, even though he did not elevate it, with this he breaks with the mere desire of his will, with the, with the tzaddik's mere power of his desire, he's able to break all these people who are masters of strife, people who are causing arguments against other tzaddikim, etc. And this is the explanation of the verse. 
Um, the Rasha plots against the Tzaddik, the wicked man plots against the righteous person. Meaning, meaning what's the wicked person? It's the, it's the bad thought. It plots against who the Tzaddik? La tzaddik and it gnashes his teeth at him. Meaning, meaning the Tzaddik wants to elevate it. Elevate this foreign thought. But Hashem laughs at him. For he sees that his day is coming. Meaning the tzaddik still hasn't yet gotten to his level, so he can elevate it. He hadn't yet gotten to this level from which this foreign thought stems from. So from where did this foreign thought stem from? And now it begins to explain in the verse. The wicked have drawn the sword. What did Rashi say over there? Sword. The language of war. Meaning what? That this that a machlok at a strife has been awakened against a certain tzaddik, charban. And what did it say over there? The wicked have drawn their sword, charban. Hanu machshavat zarashelot hamachloket. Meaning the foreign thought of that strife, that strife that has been brought against another tzaddik. So this foreign thought, this charban, this machshavat zarah, tavo velibam will pierce their own heart. Meaning what? Hanu belev had tzaddik. Meaning in the heart of this other tzaddik. Meaning another tzaddik will be going another will be going through machloket. But the foreign thought that is present within the machloket will go to this other tzaddik. Who wants to elevate it but now can't because he doesn't even he hasn't even attained that level. By the, by the mere fact that this tzaddik wants to elevate this foreign thought. With the strength of this desire. It says in the end of the verse. And their bow will be broken. That the wicked's bow will be, bow will be completely broken. Meaning to say, Meaning what? That the war, the strife, that was once started, will be completely nullified. Through the fact that the tzaddik wants to elevate this foreign thought, which comes from another machloket. And through the foreign thought that this tzaddik is hit with, by the mere fact that he wants to elevate it but can't, with this he actually breaks the machloket that is happening to this other tzaddik. So, you see this awesome, these awesome three Torah. This is where we're going to stop today, Bizrat Hashem. And continue next class with Torah Tzadik Zayn. Bizrat Hashem.